When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. The passage of time will now bring you to something strange, unique, and idiosyncratic. Have a good time. Surprise! Did you miss me, Andy? I sure missed you. I told you. We were gonna be friends to the end. And now, it's time to play. I got a new game, sport. It's called Hide the Soul. And guess what? You're it. From the Playland Fire in Sweet Home Chicago to a coming of rage in Hackenslash, New Jersey. We are Halloweenies! Greetings and welcome yet again to an episode of Halloweenies, a horror franchise podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Myers Rothman. Michael Myers Rothman. I should just keep doing it like that, like our, like my boy JH, J- Josh Harnett. Well, we are back not talking about Halloween, or maybe we are, if some of us have never seen it or any of the franchise. Instead, we are going to be doing a brand new episode of Now Showing. I haven't done one of those in a while, and you're probably thinking, what is now showing? Well, now showing is when your Halloweenies and one special guest discuss what's happening in the here and now outside of horror franchises we've been covering, and we offer up our takes on a selection of three, count them, one, two, three, 2023, ooh, lots of threes, we do three 2023 horror thriller movie releases, and then we may or may not put on our rose-tinted lenses or maybe just some Halloween masks, and we look back at the past with fresh eyes, discussing one film each of us has recently seen that we had never seen before. It's a pretty simple formula. I just made it very complicated with that insanely dramatic preamble. But look, that, we're back. We're doing it now showing. We're not going to go through 30 movies. We're not going to go through 60 movies. We're going through six movies altogether. 
and uh, I've got some good I got some good picks I think hopefully but I I'm sure my my special uh, actually let's 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 start with the 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 other fellow Halloweeny my my fellow Halloweeny I'm sure has some great picks because he's in the creature of the night you you might know him as uh, Teen Wolf or better yet as the Wolf Man so please Halloway say hello and you know what tell us how your Halloween went and you you know kind of digress on your costume because it was pretty fucking awesome so oh that's my oh. weak attempt at a howl because my throat is killing me wolfman mac hi how's it going happy to be here mike and happy to talk about uh these six uh horror films that uh a lot of them i haven't seen mm, so uh <laughs> i have a lot of questions but uh yeah no halloween was a blast though this month has been awesome stacked with episodes stacked with events i chose oh you know i was so i went i I had had a couple's costume yeah and we were trying to figure out what to do and for a long time we thought we were going to do the fire of love poster if you've seen that i still think that's a really great costume and totally like (laughs) no one's going to get that unless you are a herzog fan and have seen his (laughs) version of that film (laughs) anyways so (laughs) we decided not to do that at the last minute and uh, came up with a bunch of other ideas, but we both really love the thing. And I've always wanted to do McCready. And I was looking at costume pieces, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can cobble this together. And Brooke was basically like, yeah, I, I think it'd be funny to do the chess wizard <laughs> from the thing. And, uh, and so I just bought some stuff. And then yeah. I, I tweaked the hat. I, I will say I, I, yeah. I, I kind of crafted and built the hat because that hat does not exist in in. in in the universe. I no. don't know how they made the hat in the first place. Well, that was what people asked on the, the socials. They're like, where'd you get the hat? And I was oh, like, yeah. Jesus. And I bought it from this cheapy, like Halloween, like costume thing on Amazon. Like it was a joke. I thought no way it, it, it it's anything like the hat from the movie. And it g- genuinely came like that, like bent like that because so it was cool. like, it was like saran wrapped in this plastic. I, I was bending all the side. I was like, this is perfect. Anyways, so yeah, Brooke went as the chess wizard. She she spent a lot of time that week. I helped her a little bit, but she did the most of it and built that thing, and uh, it was pretty amazing. So I was excited about that. Well, but, uh, you said you didn't know, you kind of don't know where you got the hat. What if it is McCready's hat itself, and it was sent from Antarctica, and you're just passing it on, and now you are the thing. And as John Carpenter recently said in a, on the Colbert Show, we we can't stand, we don't stand a chance against the thing do we call it just the thing is that what we call it the, mon- the monster or is that it like oh where's the thing like if you're watching the thing like what's the enemy in it the thing it's the thing right yeah? i All mean right. i they call it i mean there's variations that have taken on names like you know the blair or yeah blair the, monster the norris you know stuff yeah. like that but to movie maniacs. if you're talking about the thing, it, yeah. it's the thing. I don't. I don't think it has like a designation. What? What if you know? What if they gave it a designation that like L six four two nine one three? Yeah, or, something? or, or yeah. it was like you know they like give it a cute name like oh well, Henry or <laughs> Father Time. <laughs> Uh, oh, well, who's that? Yeah, who is that? Who who <laughs> goes out there's there? Chess wizards <laughs> breaking in. Oh my gosh! Wait, there's there's a there's a wait, voice. There's two it's chess familiar. wizards. Uh, someone is a thing. They're, yeah, y'all the don't stand wizard. a chance for Honest, real. <laughs> this is very similar to uh, the thing itself because uh, I believe uh, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't she have or Jamie Lee Curtis or Adrian Bobo has a, a 
voice role in that, right? Yeah, and that's, I think it's Jamie Lee's voice voice in the chess wizard. Yeah, so it's a central a central voice of. Am, am uh, I wrong on that? Is, is, I think it's Adrian Barbeau. It's Barbeau because I think yeah. Curtis is in the is in the Escape oh, from Curtis New York. Oh, Curtis is in Escape from New York. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Our listeners are just losing their minds right I know. now. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, well, I, I only bring up that factored variety of trivia. <laughs> We just provided to you uh, because like Jamie Lee Curtis and like Adrian Barbeau, uh, if we were to consider the LC fabric, just like the JC fabric, the John Carpenter fabric, uh, an essential voice is certainly our special guest uh, today. And who goes there to quote the original source material? Hey, this is Jen, the Jen thing, Adams, oh. I guess. I think you can hyphenate it and make anything a thing. Yeah, you know? well, that's yeah. true. That's true. Oh. Mm-hmm. How was how your Halloween? And you had one hell of a costume also. I feel like we all went all out. So I did, tell us yeah. About it. And it was a little bit last minute. Well, first of all, down in Nashville on Saturday, it was 80 degrees. Oh, fun. And on uh, Halloween, it was like 30 degrees. So my Halloween was very Whoa. cold, like your Halloween too. Yeah. But yeah, I did like... I, it wasn't really a couple's costume. It was more like a family costume yeah. for the first time ever. My kids both wanted to be spooky things. And so I was like, fuck yes. Cause I've never like really, <laughs> I always just let them be whatever they want, you know? As long, I mean, within reason. But my daughter said she wanted to be a spooky doll. And I was like, okay. So I showed her the Annabelle picture and I think it scared her a little bit. Mm. She doesn't oh, want to no. watch spooky stuff. She just wants to be something spooky. And so then we were just kind of looking through stuff and she saw the Wednesday Adams dress when she does like the spooky dance, you know, yeah. and the Netflix show. And she really liked that. And I was like, hey, okay, I'm going <laughs> to convince you to be Wednesday Adams. So she was Wednesday Adams. I've ha- I just have a Morticia Adams costume just kind of on standby, you know? I love it. It's just there. Like, yeah, oh, okay. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I'll just pull it out, you know? Also have the Hocus Pocus costume ready to go just whenever Which you one? need it. Which one? Which Sanderson sister? The, uh, Bette Midler, whose okay. name I can't remember because I'm only I can't either. I don't remember the name uh, of that. It's like Winifred or, or no, it's not I definitely think it's not when, Winifred. I think it's uh, like Maggie Pies, <laughs> you know, Dumpy Pants or something. Or maybe it's Dumpy just, Pants, yeah. It's like Sue. Yeah. Like really like, simple. Yeah, I'm not I'm trying to mom. piss people off. <laughs> yeah. I, I like I like the first Hocus Pocus. I love I love the first Hocus Pocus. It's so fun. Almost, almost would have picked it today, but I, it's fitting though that you went as the Adams family, considering you are Jen Adams. So exactly, um, yeah, you know, yeah, makes and sense. that's part of the reason I love Morticia Adams so much. But yeah, she didn't want to be. She's in middle school now, so she said she thought it might be cringe if she were Wednesday Adams. She mm. just wanted to be a spooky doll. So I was like, I don't care. Just put the dress on. Just put the wig on for a minute, so I can get a picture with you to prove that this actually happened and then she had me redo her hair later because she Aww. she was not into my my thing but i was like i'm gonna I'm gonna do this for 10 minutes it's gonna be but great. you know to her credit it probably would have been cringe you know like <laughs> i'm, trying, I'm trying to put myself in her <laughs> shoes i'm like yeah maybe that's played out by now i don't know maybe it maybe it would have be. been like too i mean i don't know yeah, I don't, have, I don't have my finger on the pulse of that. that beat <laughs> pulse anymore. of the, the sixth graders anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lost a good that a long time ago. <laughs> the, the double up costumes is always a, a just a total bummer. I, I remember mm-hmm. I always went as Michael Myers because I was a creep, clearly. And one time, one one of my friends 
when it's Michael Myers and he liked the franchise because I got him into it. And I remember he showed up as the Michael Myers costume and he actually had overalls. I didn't have overalls. I just tucked in my Navy shirt into my Navy pants. So it looked really lame, but he had an actual overall set. And I remember walking up to him and being like, man, you're fucking up my game. Like what, like I literally, <laughs> I go as Michael Myers. I've done this for three fucking straight years. And it's my thing. <laughs> to see you okay. on the playground. <laughs> just, you mean, is this some kind of fucking joke to you? This is a bullshit. <laughs> like I, you know, anyway, but so doubling up is, is a, is definitely a bummer. Uh, yeah. but also a bummer is the weather here in Chicago during uh, Halloween because look, I, I love I love fall weather here in Chicago. I'm from Miami originally, so you know our Halloweens are traditionally 95 degrees to 100 degrees, and you, yeah. you know I, I don't know how I ever went as the mask or Michael Myers, considering they are under this rubber and your just face is just boiling and sweats building up. It's disgusting. Wait, but, wait, 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 you went as the mask. Oh, I went to this mask one year. I've shown you photos. I got I'll, I'll share a photo one time. It, it, I probably it's, tried to burn it out of my mouth. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a frightening costume. Well, the joke with that was that they had a no mask ban for a few years in my school where they're like they wouldn't allow you to wear a mask. I think it was probably oh, yeah. a hazard thing for kids and stuff too, just because of the heat. Mm, Not to yeah. mention other things. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was my mask. That was that was it. That was my costume, the mask. And so I just had to hold this green mask and I looked like this like heavy set <laughs> Dick Tracy wearing like holding this mask hold, holding it all day oh i was so pissed i was like this is my whole costume you just like hold it up man uh. it's like oh look at that the one the one jewish kid here in this school because it was like a christian school too so i looked like even more of a pariah because it's just like this yellow jacket holding this mask no one knew what it was they're like oh dick tracy i was like no mask not <laughs> anyway but you're right mike it was cold i mean we, was we went outside to hand out candy we got dressed up again and went yeah. outside to hand out candy and sit on the front porch. We brought down a couple of chairs, and I've, I haven't done that since like high school. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. when I was like longing to be out there in the streets, but felt like I was too old <laughs> to be trick or treating. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I was scared of the kids. And we were out there for maybe like 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. they're like, oh, we can't go back in. It's just like freezing. It fucking sucks. I, the whole day, because I work right next to the window. And uh, so I was watching it. And it was just the most manic day ever in Chicago. It was like 10 minutes of just storming, you know, s- snow or flurries. Then it would just be bright sun. And it just kept teasing me all day because I love running in the morning and in the afternoon. And I couldn't go. And then it was like it was spooky season. It was, it was the last of it. Because, you know, October 31st, obviously, is the end of spooky season. I'll agree on that with Justin. Maybe. See, that's interesting. I don't, actually, because I still I still fucking watch all this stuff in October. It's well, or we, in November. We, we, I mean, you know, we keep it going year-round. Keep it going. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I hear you in, in, in a certain sense. Because, like, there's still, like, decorations. It still kind of feels oh, yeah. like it. But it's weird. It's weird how, you, how we can start spooky season whenever we want. <laughs> because we're yeah. adults now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, Justin. It, but it does feel like there is kind of a hard line end uh, to some extent. And I think it's probably when like people start really taking down all the decorations. It is. It is. And I've seen, to, hey, to the credit of everyone around this neighborhood, and mostly just because Halloween fell on a Tuesday, so I don't think anyone's thinking like, and also the <laughs> yeah. weather, they're all like, oh, I'm not going to rush to go take on all my stuff in my lawn. So it's still out there, which is nice. And uh, I like to hold on to it. But yeah, it was a bummer. It was a bummer to have the the snow hit because we had such beautiful weather before that, and then also just right after. Like this, the past two days here have just been. It's just a like a God had or whoever is up there had a, a nice trick on us and not so much of a treat. But I did. I, I, I to my credit, I think I went up a, a little all out on my costume too. You might have seen in the socials. It's on theme with this season because oh, I went as theme. I went as Charles Lee Ray. 
And I even bought a Dumbala from Etsy. It was a really cool little um, prop that I bought. I had a suit and I even bought a tie clip because he wears a tie clip in there. And I bought a Chucky doll that was at Spirit Halloween and the wig and it, it was fun. I will not, I will say I got a little too into the character. I remember like walking across the street and it was like raining a little bit and I just felt like I was like, I was like, oh man, I do like if you people are looking at this I and mean, if they know what it is, they, they, they're like, oh, that looks like Charles Lee Ray. And, but th- that's probably like 1% of the population <laughs> considering he's two minutes of the movie. But uh, hope, thankfully, Sammy was Tiffany Valentine and we made it as a perfect little uh, couple there in terms of people knowing who we are. Uh, even though at every bar I went to uh, that night, everyone was like, Oh, who are you? And, and I and I didn't even want to explain it. <laughs> I was like, Charles you, Lee Ray, yeah, the Lakeshore <laughs> Strangler. You're, you're from Chicago, and you don't know the Lakeshore Strangler. Like, do you remember the first two minutes of 1988's <laughs> Child's Play? Do you remember? Have you ever the- seen <laughs> One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah. You know Billy. <laughs> Beyond the Sea from the X Files, the guy that's in that at the end, Brad Dourif, or he's in there throughout all out. You know the. The doc from Deadwood. (laughs) No, no, no. The gas station attendant from Urban Legend. Oh, that is true. Yes. That's the first thing I ever saw him in. Remember season three of Fringe, episode (laughs) seven? He was the bad guy in that. Holy shit, is he in Friends? He he's introduced as a as a villain that you think is going to be like the main villain of a season, and then he just kind of he just disappears. I don't know what happened. He said I fringe. Wish. Wait, not did friends. you say okay? Friends. I was like yeah. friends. friends. Yeah. He said no, friends. No, no, no. The villain of the season of Friends. <laughs> no, no, that would that would have been. That would have been that, interesting. No, Mike, I'm going to stop you there. All right, <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. All right, I won't do the sick joke. Instead, let's talk <laughs> about some sick movies. You know, if I talk too much about. Halloween, I'm going to get a little sad, even though, you know, we, as you mentioned, Mac, we do run a year round for Halloween podcast, but there's something about October and I love it and I miss it already, even though Thanksgiving is pretty fucking great too. So Thanksgiving, good. This is going to be a clumsy seg, but here we go. Thanksgiving, it's a time to give thanks. Well, you should thank us because we've got some incredible horror recommendations for you tonight. We're going to start off with the new movies we we watched this past month honestly i'll I'll be honest with straightforward why wouldn't i be straightforward i'm never going to lie to you on this po- this podcast but you know for the san- the sake of the seg here i'll be transparent and say i watched mostly new movies this year the this this past month so it was actually the I second applaud that the second half of this episode is a little, was a little tough for me but we'll stave off of me you guys, you know it's been nicer lately, and in Wisconsin, you never quite know when winter is going to be in, but it's been nice for like four days in a row, and I'm like, if sunnier days are coming, it's time to fuel up, and so I'm going back to my factor meals that no prep, no mess. I want to hit my weight goals before it's time to hit that beach. You've got options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. Factor has these fresh, never frozen meals, dietitian approved guys. And here's the big thing for me, keeping out of the kitchen as much as possible, two minutes and these meals are ready. So it doesn't matter how busy you are, you've always got time. So treat yourself. They have 35 different meals to pick from, 60 add-ons to choose every week. You're always going to have new stuff to try. Have it whenever you want. It's effortless, guys. So if you'd like to try it yourself, head to factormeals.com slash badmovies50 and use code badmovies50 to get 50% off your first box. Plus, 20% off your next month. That's code badmovies50 at factormeals.com slash badmovies50 to get 50% off of your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Wolfman, kick us off. What was the new movie that you saw 
in, in <laughs> October that that really uh, got stuck in your craw, in your Wolfman craw. <laughs> well, you know, I had, I'm digging around that Wolfman craw, I have found a Blu-ray of <laughs> advanced Blu-ray copy of Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh wow! Now. They didn't send this to me. I watched this on Peacock. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that product doesn't exist yet. But look, I'll, it was probably mm, sometime in this last year. I actually, I was over at Brooke's sister's and she's got two kids and they really wanted to play Five Nights at Freddy's, the mm-hmm. game. And I had heard of this thing forever, you know. Uh, but I'd never played it. I uh, didn't quite know what it was. And so they were like, oh, you've got to play it. And I, I sat down and played it, and I, I thought, this is <laughs> kind of terrifying. This is actually really fun. And it's such an easy, simple, simple premise. If for those uninitiated, essentially, you're just in a security office of a like what would be like a really dilapidated Chuck E. Cheese, which is, what is that, Fazbear, are you going to try to name all of them? Oh, good luck. No, but it's Freddy. (laughs) Find us at Freddy's. Hello. Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. And you just basically have to make it through the night. And you only have certain things you can use in the room, like a light and uh, cameras. And and you you have a limited availability of these, these things. Like the meter runs down. When you look at the screens, the meter's running down. When you look at, you know, use the hall light on, it, your, your meter's running down. And you have to somehow, like, make it through the night and, and, and monitor where these creatures are and make sure they don't get into the room. And it is really actually quite terrifying and really fun. Yeah. So when I heard they were making this film, I was like, that is the easiest thing to turn into a scary movie. An hour and... 20 minute frightening as hell horror yeah. film and built on like a really extended suspense uh, that you can build over the first like 30 minutes or 40 even 45 minutes and then just have it be the night the one night there the creators did not think that at all they didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they they that scott cawthon he co-wrote the script with seth kudback and Emma Tammy, who's the director of the film, who and she directed The Wind. I don't know if you all saw The Wind. Did you see I that? I did not see The Wind. I was just looking up her filmography. I got mixed up with Windfall, which was the other, which was just, I think Jesse Plemons is in that. But yeah. yeah, The Wind is like, it's a, it follows, it's the woman from the Demeter. Oh, yeah. Okay, Last great. Of the, you know Love that movie. Yeah. yeah, and she is, she's like out on... Uh, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not, I, I'll I was going to say, that. This is... <laughs> I, I didn't love it, but I think that she is a she is a good director, and so I was I didn't love the movie, but I was it's really well done. I just thought I, so for this, I was like, oh, it's in good hands, right? Mm-hmm. And and it, and it's and that's not my knock on this. I think the movie is really well done. It's well crafted. It's well directed. It's it. I don't think any of that stuff didn't work for me. It's just. It's really just the screenplay and the plot. For, for me, I, I, th- th- so to kick off the, the, we have these great recommendations, Mike said. To kick off the recommendation portion of it, I would say, check out the game. There's like 10,000 versions of it, but the original game, I think, is really terrifying and really good. And I still think that there could be that movie down the line. But for me, this just, it just didn't work. I, I agree. I watched this on Sunday, so it's kind of like a, 
you know, a, a Halloween hangover, if you will, except it wasn't Halloween yet. It was like a pre-Halloween hangover. And I think about 25 minutes in, I and I, I think I shared a, a gif of this on our, our social media account. I just felt like McKinley and Zach Orff and Wet Hot American Summer was like, do something or get the fuck off the stage. Like nothing was happening. I was like, how much backstory do we need for this this like video game movie well, like and here, I, it's ridiculous here's the, issue, Mike. here's the issue is that because this game has been fleshed out so much and there's been multiple versions and all this stuff that story is the story in the game now it's not explored mm. at all in the first game i mean the yeah. game's just it's just what it is but that story does exist apparently i you know, i did a little wiki research in the game so i i understand the want to that was the original intent. You know, we always give George Lucas a knock for, you know, going back and saying, well, this is how I wanted them to look. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here's the special editions. And I don't think that's wrong. I mean, it's his movies. It's his vision. If that's how he wanted to do it initially, okay, great. Uh, you know, do I like it? Mm, not as much as not, not as much as the originals, but like, so I don't knock them for giving this a shot and taking a swing. But I think that again, for for something that that's very, it's a very short game too. Like it's 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 a very short idea for something that could have been really terrifying. And you don't have to do any of that other stuff. You yeah. don't have to have you you don't have to understand all the, the just the premise alone that there are these weird animatronic scary yeah you know dilapidated creatures like wandering around this place in the shadows and the i mean the game again the game is great it's so easy to just turn that into a movie but i think they got really really heavy-handed with the the, the themes the messaging it tries to tackle this really heavy subject matter of 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 like kidnapped children and yep and I'm like, I, and I get it. I know where it's going, but it doesn't feel, it feels like that can only be earned in like a, a, a third film of this franchise mm-hmm. where you're like, you've been, you've been living in the world. Now you're getting these answers later on and like, oh, that's kind of creepy that that's mm-hmm. what's been going on this whole time. But it just doesn't, it doesn't work because so much of it takes place with Josh Hutcherson and, you know, I, I, I don't not like Josh Hutcherson. I think he's fine, but I, I never understood how, why, why he's like the leading guy. But like, he, I also he think just, he's too young for this role. Like, I, I just, uh, and maybe, and maybe if you look at the math, I'm sure you could say oh, somebody go, no, no, no. But I don't know. I think you need somebody like maybe like five years older, like even well, th- well, three years think... older. I just don't buy it. Like, it, it well, just. For, well, well, Jen, did you see this? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What'd you think? Do you, do you not agree at all? Oh, I love it. My favorite I, I movie of the year. No, I'm kidding. I you know, I kind of agree. I think there are a lot of great things in it, but as a movie, it doesn't really hold together. Because like you said, it's such a simple concept. It's mm-hmm. like just yeah. have these really great looking monsters because the animatronics are incredible. They look really great and they look like really, really ominous without being super bloody and gory, you know? Uh-huh. So I do feel like I've heard it said, I've heard a lot of people saying it's great gateway horror. I did try to get my kids to watch it, but they were too scared for of the trailer. Mm. But it looks really cool. And like, that's what I want. And then there's Matthew Lillard and I, he can do no wrong. And I will always Matthew love him. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. It was funny. When we were done, I, I, I just kind of thought, 
He should have been the security guard. Yeah. Yes. Well, the age weird. doesn't matter. It's, like, it's almost like, okay, here's this guy. He's been through the ringer. Maybe, you know, maybe he's having trouble finding jobs. I don't know, whatever you want to give the backstory. And then he's, no one believes him because he's kind of like this, you know, he's yeah. seen a few tours of like jobs and stuff or whatever. And, and then you, it all culminates in that last night. And I just feel like, and man, and the manicness that, that I just feel like, man, you really could have sold that. That could have been really interesting. But yeah. Well, and I feel like a movie based on a video game should feel like the video game, you know, like, like that's yeah. what I love about Resident Evil. The first mm-hmm. one is like, it feels like playing the game. She says, having never played the game, like games really stress me out. Although I was watching this and I was like, maybe I should check this Five Nights at Freddy's game out. I didn't realize it was a game. I I was like, is this some kind of nightmare? No. It's like a PC game. Uh, honestly, but you can, it's now available like on a, on a ton of consoles as well. Mm-hmm. I, I would seriously suggest just go get it and just play it once. You don't have to like, it's not like there, there's, the levels are just like extended nights and you know what I mean? Like how many nights like can you, how many nights can you make it through? Uh-huh. I think you have to make it through like five or six nights or something. So it's just, it's quick. It's quick. You know, the time goes by quickly, but it's, it's intense and it's yeah. fun, but, but it, it's, it doesn't have like a long, long, long lasting feel to it. Well, it definitely yeah. has a long lasting feel to watching it because yes. it's 109 yes. minutes long. Like, what are we doing? Why are you, why is this movie 109 minutes long? Like there's, I, I was watching it at, on, at the convenience of my couch. So I shouldn't even really be thinking so much about the pacing just because it's, it's clearly, it was just an afternoon watch for me. But I just would like turn over and be like, I cannot believe we're still watching this movie. Like it, there was just multiple scenes of like, all right, now they're outside thinking about that. It, honestly, mm-hmm. and this is no, I, you know, I, you know how much I love this show, but it felt to me like a, that, like one of those long episodes of Stranger Things Four, where like you're just kind of spinning the wheel about the mystery and just discussing like what they have to do, and then there's just nothing but exposition, and then it's just the same discussions over and over again. And I just wasn't into, and, and that's I, you know, for me that came in. I am a gamer. I love games. I I can certainly recognize where there are aspects of this movie that feel like it's from a game. And I could see where it's trying to kind of reconcile with the more human moments that's trying to bring it into the more feature thing, which, hey, look, I applaud that. I love that. I, my, one mm-hmm. of my biggest criticisms with these type of adaptations, and especially even stage to screen adaptations, is that it always feels like the source material. Like it always feels like a play, or this always feels like a video game. And in this case, I actually <laughs> dug the moments where it felt more like a video game because I felt like I was getting what I was buying. Like I need to go back and watch Willy's Wonderland because I feel like that, that probably got the feel of the video game more than this did. And I, I just, I don't know. You know, I was just going to say like the best, the best, I, the idea that you could have built on is, is and still had it feel like the game, but you're expanding on it is you have, you have multiple people, three or four people, one person has to stay in the security office mm-hmm. because that's like the control room. You can see everything, you know, okay, I'm going to be here. And it's basically the scene from Alien when they go mm-hmm. out into the air ducts and you have someone needing to go try to find X and then they're on like a radio like it's in room A, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's kind yeah, of how the game cool. is. It's kind of how the game is a little bit, except it's just you. <laughs> and these yeah. things are just like showing up in different rooms. And, like, that would have been fun. I mean, they start the movie off with essentially the game, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, I just think they just they, they over explained it. I was like, I, 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 when I think of the movie, I think of him standing in the forest talking to kids. Yes, I don't, yes. I don't think about anything from the I know, game or so, the, cra- mm-hmm. the, the scary monsters or, and it's a bummer. I, I don't want to get too spoilery or anything. I, I just, I just, it didn't work. I, we, we always say, you know, it, it, the, these horror movies have got to be. If it's going to be longer than an hour and thirty minutes, it better be like a masterpiece. Better earn it, <laughs> or yeah. really earn it, really earn it. Yeah, and it's really hard to do that. And I, you know, again, I applaud the swing. These they're clearly very creative folks behind it. <laughs> you know, I really like the game. And the, the, there's another game, uh, one of them that I play that's really good too. So maybe I, I don't know. The movie made a ton of money. <laughs> of course <laughs> it, it did. Yeah, really I mean, well. So it's clearly popular, you know. I just love box office analysts. They're just like, oh man, what, what, what do we say about this? And it's like it's fucking IP. Mm-hmm. You can't go to like one Target without seeing some Freddy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, or Five Nights at Freddy's merch, and I'm always curious about that because I'm always, you know, I, I stop by the the horror section all the time, and I and I, do, I look at these things and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, and I'm curious by it. So like, I think even passerbys that never played the game sure, certainly were like, oh, this is this is a thing. Let's go check it out. And I'm sure you know, there's a, a wide swath. I, I believe it was. Um, there are a lot of tweets I saw that were just befuddled at what they just watched. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that was overwhelming. I kept hearing like, what's the point? What's the point of this? What are we doing? Yeah. So I'd be very curious to see how this expands. And creatures look great. They do. The the, the effects look great. I love the repetition of the romantics uh, single that they used, which is uh, Talk in Your Sleep. I just fucking love that song. But I don't know, just too little, too much. Yeah, they do. And the last thing I'll say is they, they make this decision towards the end of the movie where you're like, okay, good luck making any more movies mm-hmm. for these, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. they kind of solve, they kind of solve it, and, and yeah. you're like, well, well, now how do you do this? Because that's that's the scary part of it. <laughs> so if, like that's not a part of this going forward. I, I don't know. You just pull a Spider Man. You just recast the whole thing. Start over from scratch. Yeah, three years yeah, later. for real. That's always an option. And then look, yeah. we're getting Black Phone 2, which is based on a what, six page uh, short story. So yeah. I'm sure they'll find a, I'm sure Universal will find a way to, to turn this into I'm sure that'll eight be different two movies. Hours. Ring, ring, yeah. Can't <laughs> wait for the house, though. It'll be fun at Halloween Horror Nights. Maybe we'll get some pizza. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh. Jen, what was a new movie that you saw this past month that uh, you want to talk about? I want to talk about Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. Yes. I love, love Hell House LLC. One of my faves. Yeah. The original, it's such, like, it's become an annual Halloween watch. And uh, it's the rare Halloween movie, I think, that, like, a Halloween, quote unquote, like a good seasonal movie that is actually very scary. Like, mm-hmm. it freaks me out every time I watch it, yeah. you know, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. And I, you know, maybe hot take, although I feel like I'm kind of in the the consensus here is that the sequels are kind of garbage. Like, oh, I, agree. I couldn't get through 100%. two. Yeah. Three was okay, you know. But two, I was, it was like painful to watch that, especially after how much I loved the original. Mm -hmm. So I was a little hesitant about this, you know, and it's a a prequel, I guess, you know, it's got the 
word origins in it. So I thought it was going to be a prequel, but I had heard some good things. So I saved it for Halloween night. So after we got back from trick or treating and we put the kid, we got the kids all settled and I stole a bunch of their candy and just sat down <laughs> on the couch and like turned on spooky lights and, and watched this. And I had my laptop out cause I can't ever not be working. And I just never opened it because <laughs> it pulled me in right yeah. away. It's so good. I really, really enjoyed it. Really? I don't think it's perfect. Yeah. I really dug it a lot. Um, there are, you know, and you, Mike and I had kind of texted about it a little bit. The acting, you know, that's, that's always a fear. I think with found footage is that, you know, <laughs> what, yeah. what, what kind of actors are you going to get? But I think it's scary. Like yeah. the sequences are really effective. It doesn't feel like it is ripping off the original. No. Like it feels like a completely different story, but there are some really fun tie-ins. Like it's set in this manner the Carmichael Manor. So it's like these two web sleuths, which mm-hmm. also lets me go on a whole rant about my feelings about web sleuths, web sleuths, which I don't like. But they're they're like staying in this house where this family had all these horrible things happen to us. And we slowly learn how it is connected to the Abaddon Hotel, which mm-hmm. is the hotel from Hell House LLC. And I was also really impressed with how they managed to keep it a, a contained story yeah. that connects to that movie but doesn't overtake it, you know? It doesn't, like, answer all the questions or it doesn't, like... It's yeah. not like the Saw franchise where there's, like, you know, no shade, but, like, oh, a secret accomplice the whole time. Like, it doesn't complicate too much. It's just it kind of a story. double down on the uh, connective... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. It, the connective stuff is really fun, you know? Huh. So, yeah, I... And it's, like scared me i yelled a couple of times so yeah yeah i've I've been pretty critical of this this uh franchise i mean enough so that even on our live show i think i just said the sequels suck and 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 you're (laughs) and then you're right like i i think the the biggest rule for me with found footage is that i have to like at at least believe the characters i have Mm -hmm. to believe that they are you know genuine people in the sense that it's not so distracting that i i it, I, that's all I'm thinking about while I'm watching the movie. Yeah. And the issue I had with the sequels to Hell House were like a lot of the talking heads to kind of give it that sort of like Mungo documentary feel, they felt so fake. Like they felt like mm-hmm. pastiche. They felt like archetypes in a way. And the thing I liked about Origins, the Carmichael Manor, is that the talking heads felt real. And I was talking to Megan Navarro about this of, at Bloody Disgusting. And it, it felt like they all felt, she said that they all felt real but they didn't have really much to say. And I agree because like most yeah. of the stuff they do say is a lot of foreshadowing. It's just like, it's mm-hmm. like King foreshadowing at some points It'd be like, you know, it was really awful what happened. She's, they're just describing literally the scene that you saw. And, and then it'd be like, no one in the but car nothing, Michael Manor ever saw Stu again. <laughs> exactly. It would be like, yeah. but nothing could really prepare him what happened after that or whatever. And it was just like that over and over again. So that kind of gets eye rolly, but you're right in the sense that the sequences in this are so chilling. Like there are, yeah. there are moments mm. in that where, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned like the pull of it all because I I kind of put it on just thinking oh, whatever you yeah know, I, to, the last two sequels didn't work for me why would this especially since this is this seems like a, a really a complicated idea to execute mm-hmm. and yeah you're right I mean like it really does kind of capture that sort of organic moment like moment occasion that the the first one has where you just you are just kind of like following them by by the click and just having it all unfold with them and you're kind of figuring out with them it together. I mean, there's definitely some format things that I I think are a little too convenient, especially with a lot of the older footage that they find eventually. Mm -hmm. But even then there's still some like genuine scares I thought in this. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple of questions. 
You yeah. said it was not an origin story, but it's, it's called Origins? It's, it is an origin story, but it's also a sequel. So it's a sequel and a prequel oh, at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, can, I'm figuring, I can see how that works in my yeah. head now. Yeah. And then is it like Blair Witch, like we pick this up and here it is? Here's this, here's the, or are you, like you said, like it's live, like live stream, like, like dead stream? No, it's, or... no, it's ironically, it happens over five nights. Yeah. Because oh, they are, yeah. I know, yeah, they're, uh, because they Five executed nights at it well, yeah, but they, they're going to, ex- to uh, investigate the deaths of this family that lived in the Carmichael Manor. So they're staying there okay. for five nights and they're recording everything. And so it feels pretty like the footage that we have is footage that they have passed on to people, but they can't. I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, yeah, you don't. You know, it was far, not yeah. found; it was given to them. But they also find some footage of the Carmichael family at hmm. some point. So that so there's a little bit of parallel. But I think what is really great about it is, you know, one thing I love about the Blair Witch is there's so much that we don't see, and I think that that film is so great about like really playing with our expectations. And I think this film really shows us a lot because I think. Uh, as found footage has kind of developed, like a lot of movies, they just, they, there's nothing there. You know, it's like we're watching, we're watching the camera and something will move or it'll be right in your face. And I think they give us enough, but they, but don't explain or they don't over explain. So it's just really scary. Like if you asked cool. me to tell you exactly what happened to the family or to the characters, I'm not totally sure I could tell you. It's a lot of mythos. But it scared me a lot. Yeah. 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 Like the, Again, the, the the best things that you could do in found footage are, you know, throw us into situations that we would find palpable mm-hmm. and give us something that we might not have expected, you know, but then also expected at the same time. Like when you can yeah. subvert those expectations, it's the best. And like, I feel like this new one did it in the same way that the original one did, um, at least a couple of times that, you know, I don't say, where, I don't think it's. Yeah. Where, where do you, uh, where do you next to the original, which I, I do love, I do really like. I where think do you, so. where do you put this? Is it on oh, the would, same playing? No, no, field no, not or? no. I, the original one is. I, I mean, that's in my like top five found footage movies. I think. Like, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah, put this anywhere near that. Pretty, pretty it's, solid. It's fucking if great. The, I just, if the original is a nine, I think this is maybe a seven for me. You know, as from found footage, not all movies, but from the found footage yeah, genre, yeah. it's good. It's not as good, but it's close. You know, I, I cool. look at it a lot like how we we've been discussing the VHS franchise on our texts and stuff, and that. The thing I love about the VHS franchise, which I, I really dug 1985, I would have put that on here, mm-hmm. but I just, I think because I'm so associated with PD, I just don't <laughs> think it's genuine to do that. But I, I really did love 85. And the thing that I was agreeing most, uh, mostly with, uh, with Caffrey when we were discussing on the threads is that like, you know, at this point I'm so, I just look at it to like, well, what am I going to get? It's like a potpourri of stuff, you know, like maybe this one doesn't work out, but the next one will. And sometimes when you have a found footage franchise, especially, I guess, with like we've done with Hell House LLC now, I'm, maybe I can expect that. Except, I don't know, like this is, it's weird. It's like, I expected going into Carmichael Manor, not the physical location, but the movie, thinking that it was <laughs> going to be like, you know, the sequels where I get turned off after like 20 minutes. Like, I, I haven't even been able to finish the sequels because I just, I just, I think okay. they're just so lame at points and it's so obvious and it's so it looks almost like school production style like the like morning show type stuff sometimes especially two. Oh, two is really bad in that sense and i and i just was like such a an affront because i genuinely thought the first one was one of the scariest things i've seen i saw it in the middle of the pandemic 
at like four in the morning or five in the morning when I had like sleep deprivation and stuff. But so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, going back to what I was saying with the franchise, I, if they make another one, I think I'm kind of in there in the same way that VHS is where it's like, hey, if there's some good scares and stuff, I'm in. I'm in again. Yeah. But if they give me another thing that's like two or three, uh, I'll probably be out. <laughs> so I don't know. Any other thoughts, Jen, on, uh, on Hell House? Or? No, watch it. Watch the original. Yeah. Also, really don't be a web sleuth. I don't like web sleuths. <laughs> web sleuths are they're a little uh, little little pain. And and honestly, yeah. the, the the one there's another thing that's that's cool about this movie is that you kind of don't love the characters because, and that's kind of another thing I like about found footage that goes back to mm-hmm. like the OG found footage with Cannibal Holocaust, which is like, yeah, they don't always have to be great characters, you know, yeah. or they're great people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're still watchable. Like yes. I still wanted, I cared about what was going to happen to 100%. them, even though I was annoyed by them and like annoyed, but also kind of charmed. Like, yeah. 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 There's a, it there's good. a, it's good. there's a cool interaction or there's a cool spider web of relationships in this one that yeah. I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. So, well, that brings me to me. I want to talk about Dark Harvest, which was David Slade's latest and something that I have been anticipating <laughs> and discussing at least editorially for years. Uh, this was a movie that was, oh my gosh, like on the shelf for almost a good two years. I mean, this is something they, they reported that it was being announced with David Slade, who I like a lot. I really like David Slade. He's done a shitload of really killer, killer movies. Like I love 30 days of night. I think hard candy. It's a tough watch, but it's a really solid movie. Sammy says, Twilight Saga Eclipse is the best one, so I'll give her credit on that one. But that is my he's, favorite. Yeah, he's he's directed like Breaking Bad, Mac. He directed episodes of our show Awake that we liked. Awake, uh, yeah. What a pull! Uh, what a pull! Well, me and you are the only ones I feel like that. I think ever we're the only ones that show. watched it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was a show. Actually, it's it's such a it's it's such a good show. It's like a was it Jason Isaacs or is, I always get yeah, it wrong. Jason Isaacs. Yeah, and it's so fucking good. Anyway, check out Awake if you haven't. It's a one-off <laughs> season. The last thing he did was Bandersnatch, Black Mirror's Bandersnatch, and so I was I was really excited to see what he was going to do next. And so when he announced that he's doing this this adaptation of that, uh, it's a 2006 novel called Dark Harvest. Have you ever read this novel, Jen? I started it today, actually. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and it was I had no clue what to expect going in, and so I had to because it was a lot of boy energy right at the very beginning, and I was like, "What's going on here?" But there yeah, is. it's, it's yeah. really cool. So I, you know, googled a little bit, but yeah, it's don't look up too much because the okay. the story as it unfolds is really really cool, and it yeah, it I honestly feels when a I lot saw like kill, and okay. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not, you know." It's a it's sort of a mystery, but it for me the the, the pitch that I'd give it is it's like um it's like Pumpkinhead meets I've seen a lot of people throw around the Long Walk I could see that I've seen a lot of people oh, throw yeah. around the Purge mm-hmm. Pumpkinhead is one that really comes to mind for this one and huh. I I just aesthetically I loved it I think that he's got a really great eye I think Thirty Days a Night looks wonderful I think this movie looks wonderful it takes place in the sixties and it looks for me it looked like the 60s it genuinely i thought that the 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 way the cast moved and acted especially his name's Casey Likes he's actually playing Marty McFly on stage right now i think he was just fucking phenomenal in this i thought he looked awesome he looked like a real greaser it's just a really mean and slightly lean i mean it's only it's 93 minutes it's, it's great so hey, it's it chef's is kiss. that's a chef's yeah. kiss movie right there but it looks great it's got 
It's got Elizabeth Reeser and Jeremy Davies. So you get some oh. veterans Jeremy in Davies, there. Yeah, my boy. And yeah. Twilight, Elizabeth Reeser. Oh, absolutely. So, and it also has Emery Crutchfield, who oh, is yes. Kelly, and she was in Fargo season four. She was Ethel Rita in that, which I know there's contingent on that, but I loved that season. She's great in it. Really, I never, I didn't watch it. I loved it. I know Justin, I think, did not like it. Like we've argued about. I it. I even like the third season. I, 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 there was no reason not to. I just think I, I there's so many things going on at the time. I just didn't pick it up. But yeah. Well, you know, well, there's there's another hmm. Halloweenies connection here, and Luke Kirby, who's from our show, Mac. I don't know. Maybe you watched it too, Jen. Rectify. Did you ever watch Rectify? Oh no, I haven't. But I've heard you guys say it's good. I think you'd really dig it. That's but he's yeah. great. In Kirby's that show. in this. Wow. Kirby. Yeah. It's okay. he's he kind of dials it up as an officer in here. But man, I I just really fucking dug it, and I had low expectations just because I figured, well, they've been kind of pushing it back, and it's been in development hell, and then it was in production hell, and granted, a lot of that was the pandemic, but. In terms of the aesthetic, because it all takes place on Halloween, I don't want to give away too much of the story because if you do, it will spoil a lot of the stuff that you really want to see unfold on screen. But if you're looking for, if you're thinking like, all right, God, I've seen like Trick or Treat, I've watched Halloween 1978 a million times, I've watched Halloween 2018 a million times, I've watched Halloween 2007 a million times, I've watched Lady in White even, what else, what else do I have? This could be yeah. added to the rotation. It's 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 really yeah. H2O could be on there. 1998's Halloween H2O. That's right. Excuse God, me. There's just so many of them. But if if you are looking for something to add into the spooky season, I think it really does just make a dent here. And I think I think really what it comes down to is just the the lean and meanness of it. I love a I love a mean movie, and the violence here is fucking brutal. It's very strange. It's a it's a unique original story. Uh, I thought it, it doesn't look like a Netflix or a digital movie. It looks like a genuinely, like a you know a, a movie that has an eye. And yeah. so you know, God forbid, that's rare in these days. <laughs> but yeah, I sorry, I praise this a lot. I really dug it. I know it's been polarizing with a lot of the audiences, but this is one that I I don't know. I uh, kind of blew me away. It, it felt very kingy at times too, to be honest with you. But. Well, let me ask, because I was kind of getting, and I rented it and I started it and I just haven't had time to finish it. So I might yeah. just watch it tonight. But it gave me kind of clown and a cornfield vibes, which yeah. is like a YA novel. So like, do you know what it's rated and like how is it more like geared towards teens or PG-13 or is it like hard horror? Because you said there it, was gory It's pretty violence. hard R. I mean, it, the, really? the, the, the violence in this is pretty grim and that and that's okay. you know now emblematic of slave because like <laughs> yeah. 30 days a night's pretty brutal mm-hmm. so i i guess i was expecting some gore but i wasn't expecting it to be this violent like <laughs> it's pretty dark like I, I i don't know i i dug it for that reason it reminds me of just the the old rentals you'd get in the late 80s specifically mm-hmm. the late 80s and that's why i think pumpkin head's like such a good you know huh. example for this because it does feel like it feels like in that same world for sure so that's my two thumbs up so awesome, you know, to borrow from Ebert, the lady. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, it's I've got like actual recommendations that you know. <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm, I'm in. And honestly, it's it'd be fine for Thanksgiving too. I I think it's still on VOD, but I'm sure it'll be yeah, streaming somewhere. Get the family, circle yeah. up, sit down after watching <laughs> a football game, and if you OD on a turkey yeah. and yeah. throw on Dark Harvest. Dark Harvest, yeah, dark dark movie. Well. Look, we're, we don't want to wanna spend too much time in the light where there's brand new movies, you know? They're all shining. They're on the billboards. The bulbs don't have any broken bulbs. They're all just sitting there waiting for you to be watched. 
But now we got to go back into the the recesses, uh, the attics, the basements, the uh, the closets, even, and and dust off some older films, and specifically three films that we have never seen before. And I said it was hard for me, and I'm not going to start with me because mine's certainly not that old. Mac, why don't you why don't you tell us a, a, an old film that you've seen? And I do think it's a little dusty. I think it's very dusty, in fact. This film's got dust all over it. Yeah. <laughs> and that film is Bob Clark's Black Christmas. That's right. We're oh, finally covering oh Black God. Christmas in the... No, I'm kidding. Oh, but man. But it is a Bob Clark <laughs> film. It's called... Pending where, yeah. where, where you're looking it up or how you're watching it, it's called Death Dream, but maybe better known as Dead of Night, which seems to be... A lot more. Uh, it's listed as Dead of Night a lot more places. So I don't know what. I don't know that story. I got to look into that. But it's essentially a really twisted. I would say twisted, but it's kind of like a straightforward take on the monkey's paw, without the monkey paw really being there. It's kind of. Uh, it's essentially just this simple tale. Of this. I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Basically, there's a soldier, and he's come home, but. Over the course of the film, you realize that there's more more going on. It, I, I don't want to go too far into the ex- actual explanation of it because I, I do feel like I think Monkey Paws give it, gives it away a little bit, but it doesn't matter if you know all that stuff. I could tell you, I could probably tell you the whole thing right now, and you could go watch it and it'd still be incredibly effective mm-hmm. and scary and un- unsettling. It's an unsettling movie, unforgiving. And what an ending! Yeah, <laughs> I say I, I was like genuinely like holy shit! Like now this is not one of those movies that you throw on every night and fall asleep to. <laughs> it's definitely one of those movies where you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll watch that again. But holy shit, <laughs> that is sad as hell, and just really quite good. I thought, yeah, yeah, this is a killer movie. I f- yeah. I f- now, so when did you first see it, Mike? I saw this during the pandemic, I believe. It was either 2020, God, it might have been 2021. It's whenever Criterion Channel did their 70s horror mm-hmm. roundup. I think yeah, that yeah. was 2020, but it could be 2021. I don't remember. But Justin had been touting this for a while. And this right. is one that I had been on my list just because I love, uh, I just love Bob Clark. And I still think. Actually, no, I can't tell you because this is Black Christmas uh, thoughts, and we're not we're saving that for our episode. It's coming that. up. It's coming up there on the own. The package will be unwrapped saving one day it for you. It's going to be this year, right? This year for sure. Oh so, yeah. But you know, big fan of that movie, and so I was really excited to go into this one. And yeah, you're right. Like I, I didn't anticipate it to to make me feel so much of dread, and I think that's what you know, is really the most effective part of this movie is that you just genuinely feel this weird dread the entire time there. I feel like after you've seen like 3000 plus movies, (laughs) you kind of sit there and you just don't expect movies of this era uh, of this genre to affect you or move you. You feel like you've probably seen all the good ones kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I, I just, sometimes I do feel like that. I'm like, now I'm just kind of going. It, it's kind of like when you scroll down uh, uh, any any streaming service and you get past the first 25, 35 percent, and then you're just in like schlock territory for like 
you know, you just keep going thinking maybe something will pop up here and it's uh-huh. just schlock. No offense to schlock because some, <laughs> some of that's really fun. But I just felt like this, I was like, well, wouldn't, have, wouldn't this have come across our plate already? Especially it being as such big fans of horror as we've been. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard of it. I don't remember seeing the name. <laughs> Obviously, it's got two names. <laughs> probably saw it as Dead of Night before, but I, I just don't remember hearing about this ever. And and then I kept getting it confused with another film about a, and it might have even been like a Twilight Zone episode of a of a veteran coming back and like being haunted, yeah, by their past. And so I had I thought it was gonna be a totally different movie than what it was. And I I got emotional in the mm-hmm. movie because yeah. you do. I mean, because this is a movie where they're exploring deeper themes about soldiers coming home and not not really coming home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I mean, and like they don't they don't try to tackle too much. I mean, it is pretty surface level. Like you know what's going on and things get weird, but. That is underlying and that is there. And I think because this movie came out much closer <laughs> to like Vietnam yeah. and stuff like it's that. It's 1974. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like that, it, it, it really does resonate more. And I, I, I mean, that the ending to me, I was just, I was genuinely like, well, you know, I, I, upset. And, and, yeah. and, and in a really satisfying way, mm-hmm. I just I was like, "Wow, I can't believe this movie a exists, b worked me up this much." And like, I was just like, "Oh, wow!" So it's it it's also got this. It, it's because it's the same score, I believe, for Black Christmas, and it really does just chill you to the bone with a lot of the sort of stoic imagery too. I mean, there's just a lot of shots where you're just lingering as this sort of odd juxtaposition of human Americana life is happening before your eyes. And you know that there's this like huge blemish there because you know the truth and you know something is is off. Something's very off about all of it. And I think that really feeds into the kind of commentary that I think Bob Clark is trying to to, to show and, and share. And especially oh, totally. With, I mean, like, just like how stuff. much people are willing to convince themselves. Things are great. In the face of just absolute yeah. truth. Yeah, they will, con- yeah. you know, and, and it's it, that's what's heartbreaking about it because you want so badly for this family to. It, it's, I mean, right from the first couple scenes, you just you mm-hmm. just feel awful, <laughs> and it, yeah. it scares you really throughout do. the whole movie. But it's it's very entertaining. I, I gotta say, this came out the same year as Black yeah. Christmas. It's what a double, a double decker feature. From, yeah. yeah, yeah. The there are just some moments where you kind of have to go. I cannot believe I'm watching what I'm watching. Like there's just, there's scenarios and situations where you're like, I can't believe they're going here. Like I, this is, this is unfolding in a way I just did not expect, especially the ending where you're, you know, teasing. Well, it, I think it's, it's one of those things where it, this, whereas like when five nights of Freddy's ends and you're like, this is a huge franchise and huge yeah. franchise possibilities. Why, why would you end it like this? Yeah. Where where this ends, you're like, oh no, this was always going to be a one off movie, and I, I you can't, I don't know, you can't really, you could do something that makes spiritual sequels to this maybe, but like it really is just a one off movie, and they go for it, and I feel like it is earned. It's uncomfortable. The final line is oof, great. It's great. I I know. I that it gave me, you just gave me chills. Yeah. 
I, I'm yeah. j- seriously, I, I would totally recommend it. It, it, it. Some some places it's called Dead of Night, but you can find it under Death Dream. I found it. I think it's streaming on Prime right now. But go check it out, and it's also like it's like an hour and thirty minutes, so it's not like a huge commitment. And maybe you know, watch like the Gremlins cartoon afterwards, <laughs> yeah. because you're gonna want to pick me up after watching it. Yeah, watch like but Good yeah, Morning Vietnam. Like, even though that movie is kind of <laughs> yeah. dep- that's actually depressing, but at least it's got Robin Williams making some good jokes and stuff, and it's still on the same page. But yeah, the, great. This is a film that should be a rental one day for us. Like I think it. Oh, I, oh, I would love it. it. I would. You know what? Let's do it when we do Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just really piss off everyone. You know, maybe we'll do that this year. You'll unwrap on the tree. You'll go, oh my gosh, they're finally going to do it. Oh my gosh. And nope. Because you know, you know, but but, but but let's not let's not let's not confirm anything. Let's not. <laughs> I, I mean, no. I I think we can we can confirm. We we will be doing it. Yeah. I just I don't I don't want to piss people off too much. I know we've been putting Black Christmas off forever. We'll get there though. I, I'm really excited. I mean, after watching this, I'm like I'm really excited about covering Black Christmas. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Death Dream would be a, a fantastic r- rental. I would hopefully years from now where I can recover and back yeah to it. yeah well jen what was uh what was the old uh an old title that you saw this time for the first time well uh i mean now i'm definitely gonna watch death dream tonight because you know the benefit <laughs> of i know i'm like mm, but maybe i should watch that instead of dark harvest the benefit of halloween being over is now i can start watching black christmas over and over and over again mm-hmm. because yep. it's in the sweater exactly yep and wear the sweater yep and I that was a really great sell. I'm really excited to watch this. I've been watching it's, a lot of 70s horror recently, and there's like a best. a great vibe to it, you know. And I feel like it's it it doesn't feel so franchisey where you can almost predict every beat that's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But I watched one that is not from the 70s. I believe it is from the aughts or teens or something. I watched uh, Paranormal Activity: The Ghost Dimension, and I mm. had been. I am a huge fan of Paranormal Activity. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember when the first one came out, I, like, really fell for this viral thing. Or I, like, I don't know. I texted the guy I was trying to date. And I was like, hey, we got to support this movie. Let's go see it. And he just (laughs) ghosted me. And it turned out okay. But I remember going to see it in theaters. And, like, now I will defend every movie in the franchise up to the first four. And I think they're great. And they're almost like comfort watches to me because Mm – there's something about like just the the peaceful like when the shit's not going down you're just kind of watching a, a family walk around and I love the second one a lot I like the the I don't know the the mom the mom's death but it's not too heavy handed you know and but I did not watch the marked ones like once it started going yeah, into neither. like spinoff territory I was like okay I'm done I've got these four movies that I really love the fourth one's good it's yeah. not great but the first three are like some of my favorites and I just kind of felt the same way about the ghost dimension and I think it was somebody in the text thread it might have been Randall who said he Randall. liked ghost dimension yeah and so I was just kind of scrolling <laughs> through out. trying to find something you know and I saw that and I was like okay because I tried to watch marked ones I got about 30 minutes in and I was like this is not for me and again, I had my laptop out. I was about to do some work. And then like after 15 minutes, I just like put it away. And I just had this nice afternoon where I just was watching a movie and not doing anything with it and just like enjoying it. And it's really good. I was really pleasantly surprised by it. I think the effects like 
we're not pretending this is real anymore. You no, know, like no. we're not trying to trick the audience. So the effects are a little more like in your face. They're a little more heavy handed, but I don't mind it because they are not overwhelming. And I still think that they are creepy. There are some sequences that are really interesting, like how the the old video plays with this timeline. Um, it's not perfect. There are some annoying parts to it. But I thought it was really interesting. There's a creepy kid who like bites people and that's freaky. And then I think the way it ties into the whole franchise, the lore, I feel like this franchise has done a really good job of not letting the lore overtake Mm-hmm. the the story you know like i'm still interested enough to want to watch the next movie but what i'm really coming for these movies for is like what's going to happen on this night you know what's what's moving in the yeah, corner yeah. and i think it does that really well so yeah i was i was very pleasantly surprised by it yeah this is a franchise of i've gone back to the well a bunch of times just because yeah, you're right like binger, there is, you know it, it is something good to have in the background i do like mm-hmm. the background yeah. watch of it all I've only seen the first two, and everybody says the third one's great. Oh, the third one's my favorite. So good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I don't know why I haven't fired it up yet, but, uh, but it sounds like I'll be watching three and possibly Ghost Dimension. Yeah, and you can, I think you can skip four. I think. Yeah, four is pretty <laughs> yeah. rough. Four, it's I, good, I, but it's you know it's got Catherine Newton in it though. So that's, yeah, oh. it, it just it four just feels very redundant at sometimes. Yeah. It's 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 crazy too because they eventually get. You know, f- folks that like, like, a, was it Ariel Schumann is like tied to it as a director at some point. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was the person who did Catfish and he directed Paramount Activity 3. And it just, they found ways to get imaginative with this. Like Paranormal Activity 3, it, it, it takes place in the 80s. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of a cool little way of doing a prequel, but also a sequel at the same time. And I actually was a, fan of next of kin that came out in 2021 i thought that one was pretty neat it's fun i mean it's there are definitely leaps of logic in terms of how are they still filming this Mm -hmm. but they're kind of self-aware about it you know they introduce drones but as i was gonna say is the next of kin like the new tech uh, you know it pretty much feels like that to be to be quite honest but (laughs) but our boy christopher lannon's got his fingerprints all over this He's going to be doing the next Scream, so I'm very excited to see what... Oh, yeah. I'm very excited with Landon being a part of Scream now because I think, as we saw with Paranormal Activity and then also with his own movies, uh, like Freaky and, and Happy Death Day, he has it a bit, the, this knack of just finding new things in the sandbox, and I think mm-hmm. that he could you know, do that well, and he... Keeping it fun, too, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he's he has a way of tapping into that... Young like demo. that cast, like like, yeah, yeah, he does. I I feel like like the Happy Death Day movies and uh, Freaky, like they they feel f- like they feel like Scream. They feel like yes. fun movies in that school realm. And I believe that these are the kids there. I believe you know. I believe mm-hmm. it. I, I think they're really they're well written in that sense and uh, characters that you like, like likable people. But they also still feel like horror movies too, mm-hmm. you know. Like yes. it doesn't. Like yeah. I loved Totally Killer. I thought I had a really fun time I with really that. Actually, I haven't seen that yet. It's, yeah, I got to see that it's too. It's fun, but it it doesn't so much feel like a horror movie to me. That is a little more fun mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. as opposed to Freaky and you know some of the Happy Death Days that that do go in a little more into the horror, you know. Because he wants to go to the jugular, he'll go for it. Yeah, um, exactly. Literally, I mean, you know, as brutal as it could be. <laughs> well, I'm going to stick on the found footage. Here and I'm gonna I'm gonna go over into the tunnel. Now this yeah, that was yeah, found so footage. What is this? So yeah. 
John Grill is creepy. Fellow, the a fellow podcast host on a, the Buddy FM network. He knew I was a huge found footage guy, and he slacked me. He's like, "Look, I stumbled upon this movie on Tubi. It's really solid, like a found Tubi. footage. <laughs> you know, Tubi's always coming in handy that way." And mm-hmm. so I got excited because like, usually, like he's you know pretty three for three for like all the recommendations he sent over, and he's pretty strict about his own found footage reviews as well. So we both have you know we don't like the the bullshit. We like to just get right to the the core of it all and. This film's really good. I mean, I it's not. I wouldn't say it's uh, you know in my top tier found footage, but I found myself really riveted. It's 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 a documentary style found footage movie where you have some survivors talking about this experience they had, which was basically investigating this underground network of abandoned railways in Sydney, Australia, and there's something down there, and there's some really really eerie sequences that. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil. It's this, that's how hard about talking about found footage because you don't want to spoil yeah, stuff. But so much of it can be spoilery. I did find myself glued to it, and I do like the the leads, especially the male lead who's in it is really fucking good and really believable. And the the female leads got some great chops in in uh, in, in talking, especially in taking the action role, because there's a lot of parts where it's it's a very physical movie, and it's just it's kind of. It reminds me a lot of like the descent where it gets into a lot of it, it's like the descent meets as above so below. Oh, yeah. meets, I love both of those. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but both those movies creeped me out. And something about going underground doesn't yeah. matter where or how yeah. deep. There's bugs even down if, there. Even if it's a basement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. It yeah. makes it we it makes me uncomfortable. So you don't have to do too much just to you know, have the place setting there. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, it, it's like all these movies show that spelunking is the worst fucking hobby you could ever have. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I, like, yes. Why would you ever do this? Like, like Ugh. just complete bad idea genes. So yeah, go check it out. I mean, it's there, it's sitting there uh, right on Tubi. It's directed by Carlo Ledesma. And I've, you know, I, I've never seen anyone in the cast, which is always a plus with found footage. Yeah. It's 90 minutes. They only spent like 130k on this thing, so it looks like, like it's you know actually happening there. So yeah, with watching it on Tubi with commercial breaks, was that brutal, or did they actually place them in places that it didn't really? It is brutal. Take away from them. It's not fun. I'd say don't do that. But if you can, uh, you know, if it's, I can't find it anywhere, well, it might be on YouTube or something. That you can find anything on YouTube so that, these days. That is the problem with with horror movies that I've found is there's no real great way to do commercial breaks. And if you do do commercial breaks, sometimes they're way too long. So by the time you even get back to it, you're like, wait, what? Where the hell was I? It's astounding to me looking back now that so many of the my favorite horror movies I ever saw, like for the first time, were like you know on AMC or you know USA. Uh huh. Like, how did I ever do it with the fucking commercials back then? I think maybe the blocks were shorter. I, I don't know, but y'all, I watched Terminator too, and I taped it from TN USA. Yeah. And I just watched that tape over and over and over again, and I like my game was to see if I could push fast forward on the commercial and not watch a second of commercial, but also not watch a second of the movie or not miss a second of the movie. So yeah, I just, we just got used to watching it like that. And it was just part of the beats of the movie, you know? I'll tell you, Justin and I did the same thing with Evil Dead when we first watched it. We taped it off TV. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. 
we had the commercial make breaks memorized yeah. like, in our head so that when we started watching the movie on its own, after certain scenes, we'd be like, commercial break. Yeah. And you <laughs> start to hear knew. the commercial too. We always yeah. remember. I just remember when there's a scene when Cheryl's like banging on the, on the, you know, the trap door and, and she's just like freaking out and like it would go to commercial break. And in the middle of like a scene, you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes like Mike did. Sometimes Tubi is the only the only way you can get your hands on this stuff. Oh yeah, because I don't even see it for rent stuff. out there. So you might have to just put up with the commercial break here and there. It, it's not too bad, and if it's too scary, it gives you a break. You know, it does. Weenie uh, <laughs> like me sometimes. Yeah, like, check your phone. Right, and exactly. <laughs> come back to the tunnel on your own time. Or maybe if you're like me, uh, unwrap a little sweet treat because I've got plenty of them. And, and I imagine you you still have a, t- a shitload of candies too, right, Jen? Right. Oh, yeah, a ton. We went trick-or-treating and the, my neighbor brought a backpack, an empty backpack, to so that the kids could unload their candy. And it was completely full by oh, the time. Wow. It was like we probably have 20 pounds of candy in this house. Jesus Christ. Oh, I need to give a little shout out to the kids in my neighborhood because I was just like handing them the bowl, like take candy, you know? Mm-hmm. And not giving them candy. Uh-huh. And these kids, the cutest kids, they were taking like one little like mini Snickers. Oh, wow. Just, like, that's one. some discipline. And I, I thought, take a handful of candy. It's yeah. Halloween. Take I, you know, I, I, at that point, I just started digging my hand in this bowl and just handing out gobs of candy to kids, you know, because I just thought, well, your parents are only letting you take one little mini Snickers. Like, what, what's going on here? But. Very well mannered kids. I, I really, I, I was like, wow. Were their parents like, watching okay, though. Okay. Their parents were watching though, right? They were, but <laughs> I'm, know. but I'm still like. Your parents but, came but up and on. just grabbed. Look, like, I'm handing you the bowl. I'm not. You don't have to like take the whole bowl. That <laughs> does go well take, for your like, neighborhood. Take a though. Or They're probably not you know? going to egg your house. Yeah, you know? but the minute right, the minute right. Joe and Phyllis walk away, you know, like those <laughs> kids are going to run back and be like, "Hey, give me that bowl." And like, you know, no, we left the bowl outside when we went upstairs, and I will say when we went back down, it was gone. It was gone. It was completely empty. Which is funny, but 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 that's what we wanted. We didn't want the kids. Oh yeah, you don't want it. Corey left our light off, and so nobody came up to our door, and. So, like, my neighbor's candy bowl. So, was no one empty stole it. No, that's so crazy. We live on the end of our neighborhood too, and it's Apple Hill. So, like, it's the best because nobody comes to our house. Oh, so, so are we you can like the haunted house? I was going to say <laughs> we're the last house on the left. Yeah, but, we're the yeah. next to the last house <sighs> well, on the. Hope not. The that's the right, house where that actually. woman wears all the horror movie sweaters. Walks oh, in yeah. the middle. Of the, uh, walks through the middle. Of the I heard night. she killed somebody once. Yeah. yeah. We have the Adams family house up there. Exactly. Did you ever seen them? Did you ever have a haunted house that you? That you saw or like new in your neighborhood or maybe just had these absolute bullshit urban legends surrounding. Well, oh, yeah. 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 Totally. I mean, not really, but my neighbor did murder his wife. Oh, so right. that was So literally cool. haunted. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was real. And uh, like my friend, my brother was friends with her son and it was um, been some Dateline special about it, but they found her like six months later. Was it like Ronald DeFeo, yeah. where he's like, I, "The voices told me to do it." Uh, I'm like, no, I think he just was kind of an, asshole. Just an asshole. Just All right, well, wait, where her, did they yeah. find her? At the dump, pulled her body up and threw her away. Damn. I know it was really sad. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ, Gosh, that's awful. Yeah. So, what what candy was he giving out this year, though? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Poison <God>. candy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he's he's uh, uh, probably he's, burning in hell. I <laughs> hope so. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah, but Mac, yeah, I you... had a haunted house. Sorry, I made it real around weird. the corner from mine. <laughs> There's no real deaths or anything. Yeah. It was essentially it was a house that was like around the block, same position as my house, but like around the block. So you had to walk all the way around and like look face back the other way. 
There was nothing wrong with this house. Yeah. No, it was just that, and we took note of it, that on Halloween, the porch light would be on, but no one would answer the door. And it was like a desolate house. There just wasn't very much going on in the yard at all. There was no character or life to it. Never, never doors there. But at Halloween, they would put, they'd purposely put their light on, but then they wouldn't answer the door. And it was dark inside, so you'd get right up to the door. And they always really creeped me out. It's, it just kind of like took on this, something's wrong about that house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it was never it was never like a local story or anything like that. It was just I kind of, through the years, kind of made it a haunted house in my head. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was an imaginative uh, kid. Used to walk the around with the cross, you know, like yeah, after watching Tulpa House. Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want that. It's like you want that almost. You're right. I, I I would do that with. uh There was this big house that was at the end of the the street that we. It was called like the the Floyd Hall House or something like that. I guess that's his name because he was a multimillionaire, I guess. But he, we used to always like be like, oh, that's the famous house or whatever. But we never really had like. It wasn't so much urban legends. It was just like, this would be the house that would be the creepy one. But then they were like the nicest family and they gave everyone like candied apples every year. It was just like, all right, you're not really like living up to this, the, the hype here. <laughs> but so yeah, and we didn't really have one. Although we did have one neighbor who I guess got arrested for pulling a shotgun out and trying to shoot his brother with it. So that was you know, no deaths though. Just probably a, a bad night for in the, in the ER for either of them. But uh, Florida, fun times. Well, speaking of fun times, I think this was fun. I think we've we always have fun here on these now showing episodes. I like these loosey goosey episodes. They're like they're kind of like yeah. our, our Hollywood King episodes in a way, if you yeah. think about mm-hmm. it. So speaking of Hollywood King, Jen, what do we got coming up at uh well you got two you got a double double dose here. You got Losers Club and also Lady Killers, a triple. Cause then you also have uh the girls in the voice. It doesn't if you couldn't tell, Jen likes to work. <laughs> I do. Yes, I do like to work. And actually, Mac joined Rachel and I to talk about yeah. season two, episode five, The Girls on the Boys, which I dubbed What Fuck Pigs and Laser Tits episode. Yes. Um, so that just dropped today. So that's out now. You can listen to that. Working on getting Mike on an episode, too. So stay tuned for that. I need my boy Jensen. He's got to be on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's coming. Oh, you're there. You're there. Yeah, yeah it's we're coming getting out. there. Oh. But yeah, you, so you can check out that episode right now. It's on the, the Girls on the Boys podcast with me and fellow Halloweeny Rachel Reeves also. And the Lady Killers podcast, mm-hmm. we just recorded last night on The Craft. Our episode on Sleepy Hollow is going to be out, per, when it, depending on when this is dropping, it's going to be out soon. This Thursday, so, I think, yeah. This Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ooh. check out, look out for that. And we've got, we just scheduled out the rest of the year. So lots of really fun stuff coming up. And then, yeah, we're about to dive into 112263 at the Losers Club. And we're cooking up some really fun stuff for the holidays. And it's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's uh, this this next run. I, I realized just looking at what we have to do to finish out this year. And then also what we have in the Halloweenies in the beginning of next year. I've basically deduced that I'm going to have a heart attack somewhere between New Year's <laughs> and Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, come on. Wait, yeah, your you, research is going to... You're, you're, you're talking about across pods, right? Yes, about the cross pods, yeah. because there's just so yeah. much shit going on. There's just and a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. My, my brother's like, when are you going to come see the baby? And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to live. you gotta come see the baby you know the the, he's got he's a cool kid and uh what can i say i've i've been saying sending down all this spooky stuff to because if if this kid doesn't live for movies then i have failed as an uncle and 
I, I just see Phil opening these things and just, you know, <sighs> what the hell is this shit? And just throwing it in the Fuck. trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we sent like four or five outfits that are all spooky themed, like got like a little doll Aww. that's spooky themed. So it's fun. It's, 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 it's good stuff. Mac, what do we got yeah. coming up on Halloweenies and, uh, and beyond? Ooh, can't wait. Been waiting all year. We got <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation oh, commentary. Cannot wait for that. Uh, recording that soon. Vroom, vroom. I'm excited uh, for that. We'll be releasing uh, our your next episode. <gasps> now that was that was previously a rental, right? Yeah, that was from like 2021, I think, too, or maybe even 2020. I can't. Yeah, I think it was maybe that time. But. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be throwing that out there and finally covering the Child's Play remake, the 2019 Child's Play. It's gonna be our highest. I won't. I won't be on that episode, and, yeah. uh, but I will be. <laughs> I will finally be watching the movie though, just because yeah. I'm. I, I want to hear the episode for sure. Mark Hamill one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just... And then we're also doing for the rental. We're doing the guest. Mm. <gasps> Ooh, which I love it. I just have a I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. It just we're talking about subversion. I, <laughs> I, I, it was like everything I wasn't expecting, and then even when it was becoming things I was expecting, mm-hmm. it was still really entertaining and fun. You mean like when Dan Stevens takes the shirt off? That's hey. kind of a. a Soft spot in my heart for Dan Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get too far ahead, but my favorite scene in that movie is simply when Dan Stevens is sitting in a room doing nothing. Yeah. Just looking out the window. I mean, it's so, it's just like, that is the movie to me. It's just like, oh, like something, what is going on? Hey, kind of, kind of, kind of tied in. It kind of has a death dream feel to it a little bit. It but, does. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's in a much true. more fun way. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw the guest on at the death dream and just kind of wash yeah. it down with like a little yeah. bit more. That's of actually like a, hey, not a bad here's double feature. take kind of yeah. thing. Yeah yeah. 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 Well, exciting times. And we've got some more, uh, maybe not tricks and treats because sadly Halloween is over, but maybe some, some terror under the tree or the, the, yeah. you know, or the menorah, if you're like me. Which it's always tear under the menorah because there's just absolutely nothing there. And it's like small little gifts every night that are disappointing. Like one time I got a Connect Four. My dad gave me a Connect Four and I was like, Do you want to play? And he goes, No. And I said, What the fuck's the point of this game then? I can't play with anyone. Anyway, this is this is good. This is fun. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Again, if you have not joined us on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Halloweenies pod to get all the content that Mac just outlined and more. We're always doing some fun stuff there. We just did a watch along of Halloween four. So if you're thinking, well, you want to watch a Halloween movie again, <laughs> you you do that. kind of missed that one. I guess it's <laughs> not a good sell, but uh, yeah, you could find it in there. And then you could also follow us on our socials where we have funny memes, like topical funny memes that sometimes they make it four in the morning and you can follow us there at uh, Halloween's pod. There you go. You'll, you'll see us all the time, including cool photos. K E W L. Cool. Speaking of cool, we gotta cool off because this is the end, friend. This is the end of our show. For now. We hope you enjoyed this production. If you like our programming, consider searching for other bloody disgusting podcasts, such as Creepy, Horror Queers, The Boo Crew, SCP Archives, Nightlight, Margaret's Garden, and more. <laughs>